0: Hey there, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you gotta do is check it out at zinime.com slash podcast. All right, on to our episode.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to the Starting a counseling practice podcast. Today, we're here in April of 2020 with another inspiring story of someone who is building and doing their practice in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of coronavirus. And I'm so excited to have her share some of the unique ways that she's reaching out to her community and um, building relationships and building her private practice in the midst of a pandemic. So will you introduce yourself, um, your name, and where you're located to start?
0: Sure. I'm Gina Yanovich, and I'm um, a licensed professional counselor, and I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. Awesome.
1: And her website, if you guys want to go and check it out, is mindhelm.org, M-I-N-D-H-E-L l m dot mm-hmm. so <clears throat> tell us about what your practice looked like before the pandemic started
0: <laughs> right and i am kind of early i just opened um, my own practice i've been in community mental health so i opened my own practice in may um and i have a practice in central phoenix so it's in a pretty big area um I, um, I, before I seen everybody, I work in a co-working space. So it's a big, large area, probably 10,000 square feet. Right. And so they have a greeter that comes in, it greets them. They sit in this beautiful big lobby Mm -hmm. and then I have a little suite. Mm -hmm. So that was, and, and there was a lot of people in there. Um, right now um, and I probably was seeing I was getting up to about 15 uh, people a week which is pretty close to my goal that's pretty
1: amazing like
0: I mean starting in May
1: and looking in February and going like all right from May to February less than a year 15 clients getting up there still kind of getting your bearings but sounds like you're right on track to be full within a year
0: yeah, I was certainly hoping for that, you know, and one of my biggest um, so I was seeing clients privately and then I was also one of my biggest um, and I took a lot of this from what you guys were just how important it is to be organically um, Marketing, I decided to take a, a class that I had taught and created gosh year a few years ago and had been really popular in community mental health. It was, com- it was called coping skills. I go through skills like, you know, active listening and radical acceptance and apologies and Mm -hmm. um, what's underneath your anger, all of that kind of stuff. It's two hour classes. Mm -hmm. Um, I put in um, TED Talks and everything else and put it all together. And I ended up because I was like, okay, I get it. Coping skills works in community mental health, but it work in. Scottsdale with Mm -hmm. pretty functional people. And so I went to their Bible study and I said, would you guys be interested in carrying this as a Bible study? And they said, absolutely. Mm -hmm. The church is really trying to embrace mental health more. And so they said, absolutely. I put some scriptures with each of the coping skills, but I Mm -hmm. didn't just sit on the spirituality. I brought in everyone, people who were like the best in each field. And then I brought in coping, like counseling tips. And so that became a really huge, um, it's probably a big part of why I was getting to those numbers because that class was 100 people, mm. believe it or not, on a Tuesday morning. So I was getting a lot of clients from that class.
1: That's fantastic. So mm-hmm. I wanna go back and, and highlight what she was talking about that you really thought about how you could be of service to your community, how to build relationships. And you started thinking about what do people need and where might my ideal clients be? And you went out and you built some relationships or maybe even connected in with relationships that you already had within your community. And you said, Hey, you know, what are you needing? Is this something, you know, the church is trying to embrace mental health. Is this something that I could provide? And they said, yes. And then here you are now with this, audience already developed for you. So you didn't have to go out and try to like market this workshop and try to like find all these people to get, it was like people went, yeah. And the church marketed it for you yep. and you just showed up and you offered your expertise mm-hmm. and you stood in your clinical center in terms of, yes, let's like make this spiritually oriented for the audience. This is really important and powerful, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to let it miss this other spot this other bit of information that i know really works with people i want to pair these two things together the psychoeducation and the spirituality like let's look at the whole being
0: it, and quite honestly um the women it's all it's a women's bible study so the women loved it they were like this is awesome we 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 came to a bible study but we were wanting more of like really practical ways of how to deal with um with emotions and a lot of them were dealing with, um, well, because of the demographic, a lot of them were dealing with a lot of different things, right? So that is challenge because I had young moms all the way up to like 80 year olds. So I just broke, I just worked really strongly in the clinical part of it so that they could find what they needed in it. So I would like address uh, big topics and then they would find what they needed into it every week. So every week I was like averaging between 75 and 100 people a week on a Tuesday morning. Wow. I did none of the advertising. I also didn't charge for my time. So I didn't, I, it was all voluntary. I felt like it was just my accessibility for people. Yeah. So a way it.
1: to give back mm-hmm. and in a way where you're giving back out of like, I want to say the word bounty that like, Hey, and this is also something that's building my practice at the same time. And so it's a win-win for everybody. It helps the church. Um, it helps me. People know that here's someone that they can trust that understands mental health and that respects and understands their spirituality and their faith. They yes. can integrate that beautifully. I mean, talk about giving people a real sense of what mental health could be for a population that sometimes is fearful of mental health. Is someone going right. to think I'm crazy when I say, like, I heard God's voice? Like, these are real questions and fears yeah. that people have. Because you know, like these this is the reality. So here you're this is in a perfect place too where you're doing all of this and your main marketing is all in-person relationships. Mm -hmm. And then this pandemic happens and they say no groups more than 50 and you say, Well, I can't do that, and the 40 and 10, like all the things you're like from the beginning, you're like, wait, no, I this is this is me, this is us, right? So,
0: what did you do? Well, because you know too, churches have been very affected. So, and so churches, so the Bible study alone said, we can't, we can't even meet anymore. And so, at the very beginning, since it came so fast, I mean, the orders came down so fast for mm-hmm. this. Um, so, for the first week, everyone, every, at first they said two weeks, let's just do it at two weeks. So, they paused everything. Mm-hmm. So, in that week, I said, I bet I could learn zoom. And so I have out I have the roster with all their um, with all their emails. And so I just like went through every tutorial I could all weekend. And I learned how to do breakout groups and I learned how to do polls and I learned how to do like just all the things I needed to learn to um, learned how to share my screen and do all the videos I needed to do. And so that, the first week I just sent out my homework, which was on humor, using humor as a coping skill, which mm-hmm. is a great coping skill in the middle of this. Yes. So my second coping skill, um, my first one coming back was gratitude, using gratitude mm-hmm. as a way to deal with your stress mm-hmm. and, and putting through the lens of gratitude. So I came back with that one and um, right away, every woman, and I was just saying this, um, the, the generation is huge. Um, who comes to this church and who comes to these coping skills classes. So I had like 90 year old women as well as like late 20s. That's how big the generation gap was. And it was so sweet. People were coming on and <laughs> like struggling, you know, with their mute button, pushing the microphone, thinking they could hear me better if they push the microphone, unmuting themselves. But <laughs> But it was great and I I was able to utilize a lot of the stuff, breaking them up into small groups, asking them very specific questions, keeping their time, just keeping the time moving. Uh I noticed worked the best with them instead of me just talking the whole time. My class is more like a college class. Uh It is almost like a two hour lecture. Uh Um, And I don't do all the lecture, but I do mix it in with all the experts on whatever field I'm talking about, so. Uh
1: So you change it up a little bit based on the particular needs of wanting to like engage people. Mm-hmm. And you invited all these people. You got this big up about how many people ended up showing up to this Zoom meeting?
0: 75 for the <laughs> very first time. And lots of them had never even heard of Zoom. Mm. So <laughs> showed how sweet it was. It's like
1: it showed what a community you had created mm. in this very wide gap, mm. right? It showed how much people were wanting and needing and that they were willing to step outside of, the, um, outside of their box in order to get their needs met and get connected with their community. Um, and what a way for you to show up in service, right? And also just in, um, in providing that stable base. I mean, that's a huge part of who we are as therapists, um, yeah. depending on how, we, how you look at what therapy is. But it's, there's a huge part of just being this like secure, stable person that people can rely on mm-hmm. and people could count on. And here's a way that you stepped up, even in the midst of experiencing, I'm sure like we're all experiencing our own trauma around this yeah. pandemic and the quarantine. Right. It's, it's a very, it, it's, it's a very trying time. And for you to go, okay, whew, I can do this and I'm going to push myself out of my comfort zone <laughs> and dig Honestly. into Zoom and all of that. I love it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had never used Zoom myself. And so to see if it could, if if it could translate. I mean, I got so much out of being with them Mm -hmm. and having their energy. So I did struggle with that. Um, It is different feels different. I, I think of you guys how you do these classes and everyone. It just is different than sitting in a live audience. Mm -hmm. and so I had to adjust to that too like like I don't hear their feedback when they're all muted (laughs) right so I feel almost like I do it from my office I air it straight from my office so that they feel like um I keep it very professional Mm -hmm. and so I make sure that it is um so they feel that but I have to say it's not easy and it's it was an adjustment for me for sure yeah hey it's Kelly are you enjoying today's episode There is so much more to starting your private practice. That's why we created Business School for Therapists. It's our lifetime access business building program created especially for you and all the future stages of practice that you are going to go through. If you're ready to join a community that supports you, that to have access to a massive library of private practice trainings covering everything from creating your vision, to setting your fee, to getting you legally covered and more, this is for you. Simply go to bit.ly therapistbusinessschool school to get started. So, cause you feel a lot when, you are, when you're in a live audience and you're seeing their faces and you're, you're well, getting and, their feedback.
1: And there's some things like, you know, you're, you're a boot camper, right? Mm-hmm. So you've been to a lot of trainings with us mm-hmm. and you're probably looking back and going, oh, the polls and the other things, how there's the engagement that we purposefully work things in, in particular ways to get people typing and engaged in, in that space. And so people show up to our events, going, Oh my goodness. And they're typing away and here's what's going on. And they're in that space as opposed to just hanging out and watching. And so you're learning this great skill in this moment. It made
0: me really think of you guys, because I'm always like trying to say something to you guys when you're talking. And and when that was happening for me, I was like, gosh, this is a lot going on. Like reading all those chats, paying attention to what you're, you're trying to do and stuff. So it, it does. I would just say this to therapists. It's like, you just have to jump in And and just be brave. I think that was the thing is I needed to just jump in and be brave. And I was really taken by how sweet everyone was. If I would, I think my first one, I said, okay, I might give myself a B plus. (laughs) That's how I felt. It's like I certainly didn't ace this, but everyone was so they said, Well, this is the first time we've ever even experienced Zoom. So I would say that too is like even just like trusting yourself and people are so easily accepting of your mistakes but
1: yeah i mean i was on a professional zoom call i think yesterday and they somebody had come on on the wrong host and so there was some issue with the breakout room and they were trying to fix it and all of a sudden <laughs> the meeting was ended <laughs> and everyone got back on and was laughing and they said see look do you hate us are you never going to work with us again they go oh, almost us were like no they're like that's just realize that it's okay and people especially when you have this strong connection it's going to be okay and they'll transition with you. I think also something that you kind of brought up in a way is this idea of like comparisonitis, right? Mm -hmm. So you could look and say, oh my gosh, how do you and Kelly Mm -hmm. read and keep up with the chat and respond to everybody? Do you know how? No. There's two of us. (laughs) (laughs) There's two of us and we are bouncing back and forth between speaking. And so we have this of this amazing thing of having a support network and somebody who can kind of jump in if there's a particular question or particular issue so while one of us is speaking and we had to actually go through and like if we speak in public we don't script it but to do online we have to script it otherwise we'd always be talking over each other so everything is kind of scripted out and we know who's going to cover what and like when we yeah. switch off so that it feels is it seamless and you're not like Did you? Was it? No, like we're just going. So, as soon as one person is done, then they're taking over the chat and responding and doing that. And then we kind of bounce back and forth. And so, it really helps. And so, we can be looking again at the chat in these spaces and going, Oh, here it is. Right? So, sometimes we'll even hear one person will stop talking, and then the other person will be like, Oh, yeah, this person's saying this because they can read it off. And we know when we're supposed to look. So, There's pieces that we can build in. And also for you, you might, and for anyone listening, you might have a helper to do Mm -hmm. these Zoom calls. Somebody who can be reading the chat and who can unmute, who knows how to use Zoom and can say, hey, we had a question, Gina. (laughs) You know, here's what Mm -hmm. this is. So-and-so was saying this. Someone who could also even help you in terms of like, oh, let's unmute. Like, that's a great question, Susan. Would you like to be unmuted? And like, they could be handling that in the chat for you. So that may be a suggestion. Yeah. If you want to kind of integrate that in a little bit more, I definitely say like, let's get you an assistant um, for that process. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that's, that's perfect. Cause I think that is what I need as I move forward because it is a lot of people to manage. Um, yeah. Like I said, I didn't know if even like 20 were going to join me or if like 10. So when, when I started seeing my, my whole waiting room filling up to like, 75, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like how does it, Can wait a minute, can Zoom hold this? Like I yes. definitely
1: am glad I got the pro version, right? <laughs> like, like, oh my goodness.
0: Exactly. Wow, okay.
1: And let's talk about your private practice and the people that you've been seeing clinically. How has it been transitioning then to telehealth? How's
0: that process it's, it. It's not my favorite, but a lot of them I had already been seeing. So I had already had a nice relationship with them. And I think that is easier. Um, so I moved, mo- I would say um, the majority of them are all coming from telehealth now. Um, mm-hmm. It took a little staggering to do that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, right now, so right now we're like week three into this yeah. this shutdown. We're in Arizona, so we're, we're shutting down a little slower than maybe California. Is, so, mm-hmm. But it, this is probably the biggest week we've had as far as shutdown goes. Um, I would say I don't have clients that call me new. They mm. um, have Google ads and stuff like that. I don't have many new clients calling me. Um, and some of my current clients have have just been struggling. I mean, some of them are losing their jobs. And so they are moving into saying like, oh, could I pause for a little while and just like figure out something So this is, it is complicated as a therapist at this time because I also have some clients who are saying like, like I was working on my issues with my dad, but now this seems way bigger. And so I don't even want to talk about it. Right. So we have some of those, I do have some teenagers and the teenagers seem to be diving into their problems fine. Yeah. So, um, and they're not really my ideal clients, but I do, I love them. So I don't, I will take some. So I really enjoy some my teenagers. So they seem to be diving in. They've had a lot of, they've struggled really hard in this. Mm-hmm. Um, So, I don't know. It's, I have such a mix, I can't say yet, because um, mm-hmm. we're still kind of early into this. I can't say yet, like um, how it will change, but I have to say I'm still seeing 13 clients a week. So I haven't dropped. Yeah.
1: I think that's the piece that's so fascinating. And being with the head in California, I can say after you get over the couple of weeks people do start looking and the phone calls do start coming okay. back in. So that's what we're hearing pretty consistently is like after people get over the initial like panic and here's what's going on and like, Oh, this isn't just for two weeks. This is something extended. And Oh, my kids are home from school and I've just been thrust into homeschooling or all the different pieces that might be happening. Um, people are starting to shift. There was a, um, one of the boot campers, um, Alicia, um, that's over, um, East of us, she booked two new clients yesterday um, and she'd been saying, oh my gosh, it's, you know, and her caseload had stayed just fine, but yeah. she was like, gosh, the phone has been so quiet. Mm-hmm. And then it, what we're finding again, and it really depends because you hear some people going, oh no, the phone's ringing off the hook and other people going, oh, no, it's really quiet. And you start talking about where they're at in the shutdown cycle. And it, that's usually what's, what it's related to,
0: right? Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah. So because we we, just shut down probably Monday was when like they called the schools being done and everything. So,
1: yeah. So you've got a little bit of time (laughs) for the phone probably to be quiet. Um, But the people that you're reaching out to within your group, I think those are going to be the calls that you'll get or people coming in and saying, Oh my goodness, this is what's going on. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing um, that we've been talking about a lot is that a lot of people don't know, Just like they didn't know that you could do Bible study online via Zoom, a lot of people don't know that you can do therapy in person or, you know, online. So to let people know within your groups, even, hey, if you're needing support, if you're needing therapy right now, therapists are meeting online. We know how to do this. We can help you. And if you need help finding someone, give me a call. Okay. I'm happy to help you find someone or if we're a good fit I'm you know we can we can work with that but if any of you guys are needing therapy right now here are the steps know that therapists are still meeting we know how to do this we have the support you know teletherapy works the research is out there just mm-hmm. like you know it's a little bit of a shift in transition but it works mm-hmm. so when you hold that solid space so I'd encourage you to make sure that they know that that resource is out there. Cause a lot of people feel like they're kind of on their own, unless you tell them.
0: Okay. okay, I will, I think that's a great suggestion. And I know specific practice that made it really easy to move to telehealth. So it was very, it was very seamless, so. Yeah. And so. then
1: I know that you are a boot camper. When did you join boot camp? I don't know off the top of my head.
0: Um, I joined at like um, the December when you ran that special. So, Very fun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> for the say, 10 year anniversary, yes. you said,
0: I am doing this. I had been following you and I'd been doing the free um, portion of it. Mm-hmm. And then when you ran the special, I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to um, dive in and just, and just do it like that. And I've so enjoyed it. I am, mm-hmm. We're just about, I think we're almost going to do our um, live Working
1: session. session. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I'm looking forward to that and I'm trying to move through all my um, modulars, but um, that's, that's, I've loved it. I've loved it. I think Mm -hmm. I've taken a lot from um, just even your procedures and little things that I'm trying to build into my um, practice right now. So I've, I've enjoyed it. And I think having the support right now, especially has been so powerful. I just felt like I just like looking at different things, you guys, I think that's, what's hard this point is like the rules keep changing everything keeps changing and so just when you think you've figured it out a new thing comes out and so I think that's been hard in the pivoting I think for all of us you know just like you know how do you do it so I have appreciated that you guys have been on top of it so well Mm -hmm. and just keep coming out and sharing with us the newest things that and, and the encouragement to just keep going I think the I I just watched one of your videos, which was like, you're not defined by this. You don't have to put your whole, this isn't everything. It's just like kind of just working through it.
1: Yeah. This is just a blip. You don't have to become a COVID therapist. You don't need to, like you need to be who you are and just continue to show up and support and make yourself findable by people who are really searching. And there's a lot of people that are searching and they're going to continue to search. And it's, it's so powerful and important. Um, we have, for any of you guys there listening, if you go to the Zinimi.com blog, we have um, like, I don't know, 20 pages of COVID resources that we are updating regularly. I updated it this morning. There are some really timely pieces in terms of um, if you do need some financial assistance or you're not sure if you will, um, there are some specific steps you can be taking right now. And we're also going to be doing um, oh, this might not happen in, in time. I'm not sure if this will get out on the, on the podcast, but we're doing a Facebook Live tomorrow um, on the CARES Act for small business owners. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be doing a Q&A with Mary Beth Storjahan from Workable Wealth. And she's going to be asking questions about all these things about business loans and grants and forgiveness and paycheck protection, <laughs> all these other pieces, you know, that all passed this week. And so we want to get the information out to people as quickly as possible. So all that to say, for those of you who are listening or feeling overwhelmed by all the changes and developments, like look around, there are, we're doing it. There's other people doing it too. We, there's information and there's support to guide you through th- these changes. Um, we are going to get through this. I have done private practice through recessions, you have lived through recessions, it seems like it's the end of the world and it's all doom and gloom, and then at a certain point things start to shift and recover. We are resilient group of humans, <laughs> we are resilient. Um, so to know that we can adjust and we can change and there might be things that are that are different long term, um, but we will come up with something that really works and that is lovely. So. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Any advice you want to give to um, people like you that are new in private practice? Um,
0: I think the best advice I can give is just being courageous during this time. Mm -hmm. I just like trying things that are a little out of your comfort zone. I think that's been the biggest thing for me. Just like, how do you adapt to something new? I mean, even I. I think that we can adapt easily a little easier to telehealth. But even just adapting to running groups or just even something like Zoom or all those kind of things of just like being creative and thinking out of those blocks a bit. So I mean if if I could say anything that is coming from from this is it does push us to be more creative. And it does push us to like what could people how could people use us in a different way. So
1: Yeah. I think, and I, I know I've said this on previous podcasts and lives and such, but the fact that politicians are standing up and saying "stay home and go get therapy," if there is not like a better time to stand up and say we as therapists are really important and like really valued, like this is the time. So, if you are over in the Scottsdale area, um, and or you have a family member that's over in the Scottsdale area. area Check out Gina at mindhelm.org and um, check out zinimi.com forward slash podcast for all the show notes and all the um, fun uh, details. and Hope to see you in the future. Thank I you ho-
0: all. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I hope you loved today's episode.